I'm so excited to share this wonderful story with you guys because it really takes an amazing turn. In overall, of course, is going to show you how it's worth really following your dreams and really sticking to it and how the universe can sometimes give you little detours along the way. But if you really stay with it, it will always follow you. It, it's, it's always going to call you back your true meaning, your true passion, your true purpose in life. So have fun with today's very special episode. I'm so excited. Hello and welcome everybody to today's episode. Um, yeah, we're going to be talking fashion today just to give you a small but a lot more because there's a whole story behind all that. But for now, I want to say hello, dear um, Dovil. I think I hope I'm saying it right. Yeah, Dovila. Dovila. Hello. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. <laughs> so you. Usually I ask to how, I, how to spell the name beforehand, and today I completely forgot because we just jumped in right away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so nice to have you here on the podcast. Maybe for the beginning, where's your name from? Where, do, where, where were you born and raised, uh, maybe? I was born and raised in Lithuania. So the name for me picked my father. And at the time when he was, uh, it, it was extremely rare because it's very, very old, like pagan time name. It's uh, the, as far as uh, he researched, as much as he could research, it's basically there were like pagan, um, like priestesses. So one of the names, uh, so it's the, the villa. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I don't even know, you know, there is a male counterpart to that. The, that is straightforward, Dobilas, and it means clover, but not my name. My name is like fate and love the most. So I, I, I'm taking that. <laughs> I'm taking that. I like <laughs> it. Sounds perfect. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And uh, tell our listeners that don't know you yet, what do you do? Who are you right now? Okay, so I prepared that uh, fancy introduction. But, uh, so I am Davila, um, a couture designer based in Chicago, born uh, and uh, originally uh, from Lithuania. My designs include fashionable and safe uh, mask, couture gowns, and avant-garde uh, garments. Um, I studied... Uh, textile as engineer and as an artist so everything I do is constructed to be comfortable fit any body type and uh, uh, my clients they are stylish daring uh, unique people and they want their fashion to stand out uh, so that's uh, my my like my um, I would say my motto is be stylish, be unique, be fashionable. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, but tell us, how does someone that was born in, because you're in the U.S. right now, right? Yes, yes. I am based uh, near Chicago. So how does someone born in Lithuania come end up in Chicago? Um, <laughs> Everybody, everybody has their own story. 
there I, I heard so many so many stories it's like it's unbelievable the the common trade though is uh, some kind of fate something happened there we and some just won uh, the green card straightforward some you know got somebody else filled for them you know but my my case is more curiosity i wasn't it wasn't my goal to just come from lithuania and live in chicago but um, the life uh, the life in mid 90s in lithuania was very interesting just after gaining independence it was very very colorful and without many rules because rules were setting up so my mom she decided to just go and visit family and after six months uh, it, uh, i graduated from uh, she left i still had to oh no she left just after my graduation so i uh, for six months i was working for a studio looking for, to find my way and i had this urge earlier from it started uh, probably uh, about a year before i came to us to learn english so i had uh, i had a little bit of private lessons i went to uh, fellow university uh, to learn uh, so I came to the country with um, very raw knowledge of, uh, of the language uh, $300 in my bag and one suitcase uh, obviously I wasn't planning to stay or anything my my goal was just to you know for six months to study English and and just go back <laughs> Um, so it didn't happen, obviously, because I'm still here. <laughs> so, you know, the, the, the fate of life, I don't know, you know, my, my choices uh, or, you know, whoever your belief, you know, my belief is my fate that it, it let me stay here. No, but that's exactly where, what we want to talk about because, you know, my, my, the podcast here, I want to show how you can follow your purpose you know like follow your intuitions follow your your callings and something made you it actually prepared you because you learned english already before you even knew that you were going to the u.s then you decide to go there for six months and then everything happened so you've heard you heard a calling that was sending you to the u.s already yeah i i guess uh the interesting thing that i wanted to travel europe i i didn't have that you know when somebody mentioned oh go to paris go there i'm like oh my god it's just like burning in my heart i want to go there uh with us it was more like i don't really know that country uh it didn't seem like too too interesting culturally because I was all about art the culture and and all that it seemed too too young too fresh you know it's all kinds of stereotypes uh, about each and every country but that I, I was I was giving up into stereotypes so so it's it's it I at that time when I was living for US, I more imagined myself like if I live ever abroad, it would be more like Germany or some 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 other European country. 
especially because you wait were you into fashion at that time already i was i was into fashion more it was like conglomerate of uh, surface design because that what exactly i was uh, graduated from art school in textile so i was more Uh, the fashion design just fell into my lap. I, I like if we continue to talk about it. so all my life I, I couldn't I couldn't separate m myself from the fashion even if I tried when I when I strayed too far and just somebody called me or or I see some basically it's always some kind of call to action in the fashion. <laughs> so. So it's always been calling you. How was it for you to make the decision from staying six months to study the language to staying longer? How was that for you? Because I mean, you, your you, your mom was already back in Lithuania, or was she still visiting? She was still visiting. Uh, our plan was, you know, for her to stay one year. Yeah. Uh, so I stay six uh, six months. She she will at that time wait one year, and we just go. The, the original, the very, very original plan was for for us to go back together, but no, not straight to Lithuania, but a flight to Spain, buy a car, and then, you know, like, return to go to Italy, and, you know, like, kind of zigzag our way back to, to Lithuania. Obviously, uh, it never happened because I stayed. It's another... It's another... I, I am going to use the faith or, or what please, no, please. this is this is what why we were going to be talking about in this year. podcast because yeah. uh, my mom already she uh, she lived in uh, there there is in Chicago this part uh, part uh, like Lithuanian neighborhood this market park and she had an apartment over there rented and. Um, One of the neighbors uh, was an uh, artist. Uh, he was from the top. From, that's the interesting thing, because he was from the same town as me, Konas. He lived like really uh, near where my aunt lived, and I spent a lot of time over there. We went to the same art school, except that I was younger, so I was taking the day classes, and he was taking evening classes. So it's even possible that we passed each other when I was going out, he was going in in the school. We, we had a, a lot of common friends and everything, and we never, ever, ever met in Lithuania. But when I came in uh, in Chicago, the, the you know the the neighbor you know the neighbors that my my family my uh, mom they made like welcome welcome party, and because he was neighbor he kind of he knew that and he came over he knew my mom so he came over to greet me and the conversation started, uh, he uh, volunteered to show me because my mom, she was very busy, she was working. Um, so she, uh, he showed me Chicago and everything and uh, uh, what, seven months later, we were married. <laughs> oh my God, that fast? <laughs> yeah, it was just like, 
I got into, uh, I, the only thing I, I have to say for somebody, you know, when you, when you change country or change continents, you are in such a cultural shock that, you know, your brain is not very, you are like on some kind of <laughs> high over there. Because right now I'm thinking I must be, I'm, you know, I have that type of personalities, but the, that when I make a mind decision, I just do it. I don't overthink. The, the, you know, if I start even thinking, then, you know, so that fell into that, you know, now just do it. I don't know. It wasn't a very sound decision though, but because we, we were divorced and everything, the nice outcome, I, I raised a very well, well-rounded, very, very beautiful <laughs> child. I was going to say it's never too bad. I think my parents knew each other for six months as well sort of when they decided to get married it took them another six months to actually get married but you never and my parents are still married and and so i think sometimes you never know you know there's people that you just know you're going to be together forever yeah. uh, i i sometimes say that especially when there's kids involved you never know if it's the kid's soul that's already putting the parents together that it wants to have I think so. When I think about that, when I think about moving to everything is so uh, unusual, you know, not not like I do things, and uh, it's a lot of chance involved, a lot of uh, the you would say like accidents, you know, you could say you know we met by accident, but no. <laughs> Uh, so I'm like, I, sometimes when I speculate, you know, what's, what if I stayed, I, I, I went to work for Germans, I would live in Germany. And then the, the biggest argument, and even when uh, sometimes we talk, about, you know, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, Lucas would never be born. I wouldn't have that beautiful soul living here, uh, you know, and who knows what kind of impact, because I, I see the potential of really big impact. Uh, doing so exactly that's like the butterfly effect and it just it happened the way it happened and my question is though did you have have you ever thought of going back to Lithuania yes there were yeah there, there were times there were especially the first I think like um, fi first five years I was like packing my stuff I don't know how many times because that even I was going somewhere, you know, in some neighborhood or something, the smell of somewhere, you know, it just reminded me home and I'm just like, oh my God, I cannot take this. I just have to return. I have to pack the and return. Um, but then the, the main, uh, again, Lucas was the, the, the reason I stayed here. I just decided that as much as I might be un, unhappy, um, because when I divorced, I had, I had nothing. I had nowhere to stay. I had no job, and I had a baby in my hand. So it was the scariest, the scariest experience I had in my life. The uncertainty was like you can lose your mind if you get, 
if you get that ra rabbit hole, but I'm always, I was always a um, believer that, you know, the easiest thing to get in your life is material things. It's like, really, that part, I, I, I shouldn't even, you know, worry too, too much. Although I didn't have a job and it took me a while to get established, but still I was like, that part is easy. You know, the other parts, you know, if you look, if you are unhappy with your, say your family, how you look, your character, you are like done because you can, those things you, you can change, but it's very limited range how you can affect that. But so. <laughs> So that 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 kind of moved me through all the difficulties I have. I'm like, okay, that part I will work out. I I have to I have to worry to be healthy. I have to worry that my child is uh, healthy. Uh, I have to worry about the education and what kind of uh, life I'm creating here. So that's 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 the things I have to worry. Yeah, but then also you say that it's also faith that everything happened the way it happened, right? So now you're 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 there. Uh, you're you already build a wonderful life with what you do right now. With with how you're, uh, I mean, being part of fashion shows for for me, this sounds like a huge. You know, uh, it sounds like a completely un. How how do you how what would be the right word? Because it feels so far away to someone that, you know, when I see fashion shows, it's like, okay, how do you get in there? Like, you, you know, like, because this is something for people that are extremely wealthy or, you know, like Hollywood stars because they need it for their shows. Um, so this is, this to me, is like, it's amazing to be able to say, I had nothing, no job, no anything. And now you're doing that. That's like, wow. <laughs> What you said, that was exactly how I felt when I was in Lithuania. I had this, you know, I had this dream, this desire in in my heart to be in a, in a fashion world. So the fashion shows for me, it's probably, it's the same, you know, uh, somebody wants to be an actor and, you know, things about the casting of getting roles, of actually doing it. So that was uh, my feeling because in, back in Lithuania, when I started doing fashion, yes, I was designing and I should be very proud actually because they were a started a stage costume. So it's the, it's kind of like a fashion show because it's not just, you know, I was, I was putting myself through the, through the art school, uh, sewing and designing for, for our, for my friends, my friends' friends, uh, for whoever uh, was able to, to pay me something. Uh, but that is, you know, you sew for somebody and it's, you know, that person and maybe somebody on the street will notice. It's uh, not that level of I, but, but I, will, I was always very conscious. Every time I was delivering the, the finished garment, I got this like in my heart, oh my God, I just did somebody for somebody else, not for me. Uh, or or my mom or or whoever, so that was my feeling about the fashion shows. And I had I I came this close, this close to participating in fashion show still when I was in Lithuania. It, it it's again it's very it's again a faith, it's again a 
interesting story because I was sitting in the home uh, and um, and drinking coffee at my uh, good acquaintance. She she was a seamstress, mm-hmm. and we we kind of because we had common interests and we we befriended and we became a friend. And while I was sitting there, another another textile artist came and she had this she had a few uh, no no i'm lying somebody else came but she had the sketches of a, of another my my colleague and she's like you know what uh, this woman she's a, she's a big deal in lithuania so she had this uh, woman and the fashion she had those fashion shows and everybody in those fashion shows it's only who is who because there was a very rigorous process to get there she was inviting to guest judges from paris so it it was probably one of the biggest fashion events in lithuania so she came you know this woman she approached me and everything and um, she has the team i have you know i have those sketches and you know and i was sitting here over there and listening and just like you know what i want to do that too you know would you mind for me to do a sketches for that you know and see what happened and she's like yeah of course let's do it so i run home i make a sketches i run back the next day you know there are the sketches you know compare and see uh what do you think and who uh, who is going to be so the sketches were submitted and my sketches went through and we started working on a collection and then there was some you know disconnect she had her own vision i had my own vision then the organizer where we show basically they happened that the collection was never finished that was never finished oh so sorry um so collection was never finished, but the dream, the seed that I actually I came so close, it it stayed. And you know, it took many, many years. So that was that happened the year I left, 1995. So my first fashion show actually happened in 2015. So see, two decades. It was sitting dormant for two decades. The life had to be, uh, you know, in those two decades, I had to, I had to came from, from nobody in this country to, to somebody who can show up and show something. So, you know, I wasn't fast. I had to be very patient and to really listen to my desires. So yeah, but that's, I, I mean, that's one of, that's what I, where I believe, like you said, with the faith, uh, fate. Um, but I also believe that because you trusted, on one hand, you trusted in, in what you, your desires were saying on one hand, but you also, you stuck to it because it, it was something calling you. It was something inside of you saying, this is where I want to, this is my purpose, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the one episode of my, from my life, uh, like I said, I, I was when I when I decided to separate from my uh, from my ex husband, uh, had nothing, nowhere to stay, no no money. I just 
I forgot when I when I left the home when I when I was fed up. I even forgot the my purse, my wallet, my documents. I just went with how I how I am. Um, then few months later, you know, my mom she helped, and you know, some people who knew my situation, so they let to stay in their place. Everywhere I go. I always meet like you know I had to rely on kindness of a strangers. So I I'm very careful you know if somebody around me I can feel you know they're struggling if and if I can help I just I can't I I just I can't you know, turn the cold shoulder you know I can't. Even if somebody is begging on the street corner and I'm and I'm pretty sure that they are like addicts and I have some money I'm just give you know just Take the money, don't go commit a crime or something, you know. But uh, going back, so so I already had a place where to live, uh, but I didn't have a job. So I started looking, you know, it was um, like 1999, 2000, I think it was like 2000s. So um, there was those, uh, if you go to grocery store, there were those publications just for job seekers. They were like, it's weekly, uh, twice a week. I don't know, you know, the frequency, how they were updated, but you can always find the fresh. So it was the book. It was several hundreds of different. You can choose the area you want. So I started applying for the jobs. Sorry, just a quick note. That's for all of you guys that don't know when way back then when internet wasn't working as we know it today. Yeah, <laughs> you still had yeah. books where you had things to look at. Yeah, there was a, I, there was internet, but I didn't have a computer, so I had to rely on that. No, but I know back then because I know in the, at the end of the nineties, beginning of two thousand. Ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even for job search or you know selling stuff that you know before Craigslist. There was yeah. still, I, I, remember, I know that there was a lot of things done a analog, you know, like having books yeah. and, and things like yeah. that. Yeah. I've met people who build the, the fortunes doing exactly this. So I was yeah. looking, I was, I'm not kidding. I was applying for whatever, cleaning jobs, nanny jobs, uh, elderly, you know, what kind of, you, you think they will, you I could not a single person ever called me back. Not a single one. And I was sitting afterwards, they said I was crying until I couldn't cry, you know. What's going on? You know, I I, I what is wrong with me? You know, I cannot even get the uh, you know uh, store cleaners uh, job, you know, and they're like, okay. It was like, it's like I think the voice from above. I don't know, you know how to. It's like maybe you are too good for them. That's why you're not getting them. You know, maybe you should look a little bit higher. Uh, you just graduated from uh, from art school. Just don't lower your standards, and see what happens. And. That was very scary because I didn't know the process. You know, see, I came from the small country. All the jobs I got over there is because we pretty much we know each other. So I have no idea what it is uh, resume, what is CV, 
what is interview? I had no idea about even the hiring process that works here. Uh, so when I when I looked, you know, at those jobs, and I like send your resume, resume, and references. I'm like resume and references. I'm still learning in English, so it's like I'm expanding my vocabulary. It's like, okay, resume and references. I have to. I have to find somebody to explain it to me what it is because I cannot, you know, just call those people and ask resume, what is the resume? Because that understood, I will just like immediately get myself out of competition. Um, and the people start, the people actually met the people who were willing to help me with that. So I met somebody of this, uh, it was my ex-husband, uh, friend, uh, photographer, he was in the graphic design. So he still, he's like, look, with the, the qualifications you have right now, it's the easiest path to get a, you know, a job is to go into graphic design field. So he basically helped me to buy a computer, install software, uh, get advice, you know, where to go, get my education. He advised me not even bother with education, just, just learn everything myself. So for several months, my routine was I put my uh, child, my baby to sleep, sit in the computer and all night while uh, when he was sleeping, I was uh, learning the software and building my portfolio. Oh yeah, another thing, portfolio building portfolio, resume and everything. And then I start sending, sending, sending my resumes. And I prepared myself for graphic design, but my actual first, first, very first uh, job interview was for fashion designer job. Nice. I blew it like spectacularly, like <laughs> I couldn't, teach somebody how to blow an interview <laughs> it's like oh my god beginning so because i didn't have a car and i did uh, really on uh, public uh, transportation and in u.s it's not a european public transportation it's not easy to navigate so basically i i, I dress wrongly because uh, i came to an interview an hour too early I wasn't prepared to ask the, the, no, I was prepared, but I didn't dare to ask the right questions. I wasn't brave enough, you know, it's all kinds of things. But it was and your first then, interview. It was my first interview and I couldn't believe because the company was, um, they, they were, uh, the headquarters, uh, were in Italy and actually the best, they were for baby, for children clothes. And my first collection in Lithuania that they sold was for children clothes. So it's, it, it tied to that, but my, my, my baby's best clothes were from that company. It was like, you know, for me, it was like Dior. <laughs> How nice. There was the very, very high end of children clothes. Mm. So, even and it was for lead designer, not just a designer, it was for lead design. So I think you know, after that, after that, like everything was every interview, everything was very easy <laughs> because <laughs> I've already done this. <laughs> I went from the highest in my first try. 
Yeah, but I think that's the, the, the thing is that you tried, but you still kept on going afterwards, even though it didn't go that well. But I mean, no, because that, of that, you learned so much and made the other ones better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it was the chance. Again, uh, I was going for interviews and was I was getting nowhere. And then I had one interview for a packaging for um, pharmaceutical. And we had a very long interview, and I think by that time I was comfortable enough. So it basically went more like, you know, like what we're doing right now. You know, it's like more conversation, who I am, what I came, what I know, what I don't know. I wasn't afraid to be raw in this interview. And usually it's it's like I, I got, you know, they, they say, if they say they call you, they will never call you. You have to know, you know, the lingo that it's like, okay go <laughs> next um this time here also by and he said you know i uh, i'm interviewing the other people also and you know i will compare and everything and i will call and i'm like okay uh, i probably i will never hear from you again but i actually got a call i got a call but it wasn't the call that we are hiring you no the call was like this you know the interview was actually the best I had with all the candidates. But uh, because I had to know you, this job is not for you. You will get bored and everything like very quickly. And we are looking for somebody to stay here. So if you do this and that and that adjustment to your portfolio and everything, you can apply for much more interesting positions. That's what I did, and I was employed like real quickly by the publisher, with which I stayed for for many years. That's amazing! I, wow, there's like a couple, several things I love about this, because on one hand you just trust it, and because that's one of the things that I learned when I was still doing interviews for jobs, that the more you go in there as if you already had the job or as if you're, you know, like as if it wasn't that important, you would still make a way bigger impression on, on the interviewing people than when you go in there going like, I need this job. I need this job. Right. So you, cause you have a completely different energy when you go in there. Okay. So that was amazing because that way the person you, you got the help, you know, you were so trusting that you went through your process, you kept on thinking about where you want to go in the future. And what I love about this as well, because even though you just said you, you, you started learning about something else, it was still design. It was still, it, it's still a creative area. So you yeah. never went really far away from, from no. your passion because your passion is designing things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, when I decided that, uh, you know, that I have to, and that, job searches that i i should not lower my standards i like the one i'm like i would not sacrifice the creativity if the job has has not that creative a part of it i'm not going even look apply and even you know if somebody say uh, come here and we employ you i'm not going to even to go there uh so when i'm it wasn't easy you know riding from them it, it's still it's still a few few months went um and in between my good friend she she worked as a 
caretaker for this uh, family and uh, the the son of a woman who uh, she's taking care he had his own advertising agency in chicago so she is she's very intelligent she's very good that the family really loved her uh so she mentioned because i was looking in uh, and i was getting very desperate so she mentioned for that son that you know my girlfriend she she looks uh, she's from lithuania but she's really good and she's looking for a job in in uh, graphic design and uh, he actually he um, um set an appointment for me to come into the studio with my portfolio with everything and he will he will look through everything and either employ me or you know you know give me uh, some advice and everything how to get uh, get into the field so i spent uh, oh my god i spent like um, several hours he was uh, showed me the whole agency how how it uh, what they are doing you know the, the what kind of design what kind of they uh, showed me the clients they have they look through my portfolio he like um, which you <laughs> he looked at like you are very european and you're it's like hello <laughs> i just graduated from the school in europe you know all my all i know about design is european uh, so <laughs> it was really funny <coughs> so but he's like you know um go you know get some kind of certificate or something you know to be a, like more um more official in 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 uh, in us so basically by his advice I, I got another degree so i have the also degree from uh, from um international academy of design and technology which actually i could study fashion design over there but nice. for some reason for some reason i chose to study multimedia interesting. <laughs> it, it is interesting yeah. but i i couldn't see it was weird you know i couldn't see myself uh, right. i was so i was so focused i'm just like quickly getting a job because i had a um, i had to raise the child and everything so for me it seems that you know fashion design is a longer way because here i already have connection i already have like pointers and everything so everything it's already going there um that I don't regret getting that degree, uh, but the, the interesting thing, because the, the, the same day, the exact same day, I was employed for the publisher of the magazine and I was admitted to, to the school. So for, for a time I was going full-time, full-time job, almost full-time job and full-time school. I was leaving my home at five in the morning and I was returning 11 at night. For a year, I saw my child only sleeping in a crib. I, my heart was crushed, crushed. I was crying nonstop. Um, I don't even know how, how I survived that year. I don't know. And in addition to all that, I was A plus student at school. 
uh, when I graduated, I was sitting, my, uh, the, the dean had to learn how to pronounce my name because his biggest concern, because I had to go like separately. You like, oh my, my class and then me, I was sitting on the stage because each, you know, each different um, um, degree, they had their own A plus st st student. So I was, uh, I was that close of being valedictorian and that scared, really scared because like, what? I have to go on, on a stage and give a speech <laughs> 200 people in, in like in field museum in chicago it was like give me a break so you know that <laughs> that was too much i couldn't and the life didn't give me but that because i i refused to take that i i felt you know i felt you know when i refused i felt that i'm not going to get that so i'm out of the running for the valedictorian but um yeah uh yeah I'm still one of the accomplishments. I'm still because it's a lifelong membership that uh, Beta Cum Gamma Kappa uh, Honor Society. So everybody who has a perfect score. So I'm I'm in that with uh, with some stars, uh, Hollywood stars, and very 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 famous people. <laughs> 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 but this, this is like what you know, I think, or at least what I understand is what the American dream is, because you you went there, um, you came to the U.S., you didn't have, uh, I mean, maybe in the beginning it was fine because you got married and with love and everything, and then it just, you know, it, you started from scratch, from nothing. But what I love Absolutely. about it, yeah even studying something new you stayed true to your core studies from from lithuania and you studied something else because you didn't you know because you wanted to i i to me it feels like because you wanted to keep your fashion sense that you had learned in in lithuania yes. and and also maybe learn something additionally as well yes i if i went the thing is uh, to study fashion for me felt a little bit I looked through curriculum it felt a little bit redundant so I wanted to like really if I'm studying I'm going to expand I'm going into new completely new area and it helped for a while I was uh, designing websites I uh, I don't uh, have to like I built my own website so I built the websites for my friends and uh, it, it became, you know, like additional, I, um, additional source of income because if the fashion, if something like when the, when the quarantine happened, it's everything with fashion. It's like crashed. Like I had to be, when the quarantine started, I had to be booking my, uh, uh, buying my bill, uh, tickets to go to Moscow to very big fashion show. So my first international thing all paid off. It's like, it was like, Oh, this i am now i'm like making like internationally not just you know <laughs> new york fashion week or something I'm, like, I'm flying and then no you're not flying you're staying and <laughs> oh man i so have to yeah <laughs> let's hope so they can it. resume it zo soon yeah yeah okay but uh, but yeah so so all that helped me all that helped because um Although I, uh, I was sometimes like really um, like laser focused on the fashion and not wearing, but 
all that uh, still kept my horizon. I I more I know that I'm more technology savvy than my peers in fashion design. I can you know I can do some apps if I need, you know I can code. I I I have the I have the easier access uh, to the. It's not for me complete unknown if suddenly I have to like build uh, some app and do my business through the app or something. I I can do this. Mm -hmm. so. And that's what probably also helps you be even more creative because you. I I feel I feel like yes. the more different fields we know, the the more creative we become, because it's like we have more tools to work from yeah that's uh, you know my that avant-garde and very striking that what people are noticing and like and oh that style came a, a little bit it's like uh, futuristic or sci-fi it's basically it's because of that that i studied computers and i know that field so uh, a little bit of that uh, aesthetic came into it's like it's like, uh, like I put all the knowledge, all everything when I was deciding which direction actually I'm going to go into the fashion. I had all that in my head and I just let it to like spin a couple times and, and spit something. And when it came, I had like really clear ideas and it, it was really, and I felt it's, it's me, I can do it and it feels very very authentic for me I think it's amazing because it makes you a different kind of fashion designer yeah exactly mm -hmm. and uh, I think uh, I feel that that is my angle that w what will will let my uh, my label to survive if if I will survive as uh, as a person because um, <laughs> you know that the trials uh, and then the pressure sometimes it's really oh my god it's it's a lot and sometimes I have to be very 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 extremely quick with uh, with the thinking and with everything so I have to know uh, what I'm doing when I'm going what is my style what what makes me 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 and what makes me uh, what makes that what I am doing stand out from the the sea because there's there's thousands of brilliant designers i feel you know with a with a level of notoriety of getting lately i i i feel like oh my god i'm just like how i was noticed and this brilliant designer not it was overlooked it could very easily be me and then uh, because um, that's the interesting thing is that uh, yes the the uniqueness and originality was always when i even started if i because i know how to construct i know how to sew i can replicate whatever i did i did have uh, clients who wanted me exactly that to replicate some famous costume I have done, you know, like uh, for one of the clients, I replicated the last costume of the singer Selena. So I did, I can do this. Mm -hmm. But for me, it was very, very, very important to be original. 
I thought for myself, I will drop out of fashion design just like that if I start rehashing what somebody else did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If, I, if, I, if I catch myself like uh, doing uh, what, uh, you know, collections from the, you know, I, okay, I will pick from that designer, this from that designer, that, that, that's it. That's end. And though we, though we are, it's no more. Uh, the, but the, the really hard, uh, hard thing for me was because all those designs, they, they were rotating in my head for some time. So when I put them on the paper, finally, and everything, I'm very familiar with that. I'm very, very familiar. And that I couldn't distinguish where that familiarity comes from. Did I saw something somewhere and I just copied? Or is it actually, I created that, but because I, I was um, uh, nesting that design for such a long time, it became uh, very, very familiar. So that was the part. So sometimes I had to like, I was calling my, uh, I was calling Lucas from the, from the room and I'm like, come here, you know, what do you think? <laughs> Did I copy somebody or is it original? It was it was that absurd. <laughs> uh, but, but but you know the process had to be done and it's just like okay. And then people, oh my god, we never seen a okay. Okay, it means that it's me. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's also hard because I mean how many things have already been created? Yeah, you know, and and how much more can we create without yeah. copying bits and pieces from other? And it it might not even be copied. It's just your idea, but it just you know it might be similar here or there or yeah. It's know? like okay, how many white blouses we can create? Mm-hmm. How? Exactly. But Carolina Herrera did. She invented the white blouse. So it's still something, you know, like how many jeans? And then somebody is like, okay, I will do this. And like, it was like, oh, wow, yeah. Or the little black one. Is it Coco Chanel? Yeah, Coco Chanel. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the part when I came into, it's like, I have to create something that is really comfortable and it elevates you like inst- it's not complicated so when i when i am in a fashion shows it's like what is happening it's in backstage especially on such a huge events of new york fashion week it's like sheer insanity it's like if i had my so if i had my clothes they might look complicated but they very easy very easy to wear, very easy to wear, and all the, I heard time and time and time and time again from the, from uh, models, they were like, oh my God, this feels so comfortable. Oh my God, it's so easy to put on. It's like, okay, okay, we're getting somewhere here. So, yeah. And that's a huge plus, I, f- I feel, because one of the things why I struggle with with, uh, you know, I, I don't want to say, yeah, but nice, you know, like whenever you have to go to a wedding and you have to wear something nice, for me, it's always like, oh, it's not going to be comfortable. I'm going to have to wear high heels. I'm not a high heels wearer. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and, and then it's like, what are you going to wear? 
especially for us women, I feel sometimes it's like uh, if you, I don't know, do they have that saying if you want to, you, you have to, it's painful if you want to look nice? Or you have to yeah, suffer yeah, and you yeah, have to yeah. look nice? Yeah, there is this, we have this, uh, this. Uh, in, in German, they say, you, uh, yeah. Wer schön sein will, muss leiden. Who wants to be beautiful needs to I, I, needs I to suffer. That in, 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 yeah. yeah, they have the same in Lithuania. It's it's the beauty uh, requires the sacrifice. That's it. Yeah, and, and it's like no wait, no, I'm not. <laughs> I don't want yeah, to anymore. I just want to, you know, like I just want to be comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So for me, it's like uh, we women, we're like we're giving birth. We're too much in the pain. We have that high pain tolerance and everything but i don't have to abuse that <laughs> i don't have to put somebody in a car course that uh, you know if she takes a deep breath uh, she's going to uh, faint or you know or you know the, the, the degree that it damages the rib cage and lungs and everything i'm like no no we're going to go around that we're going to you know, concentrate on the, on the qualities of what is beautiful in your body and go around that. And that's something amazing. And this is something that you were telling me that if someone, uh, like for you, if someone wants to work with you, you're doing also online fitting, right? Yes. yes Which I find amazing. You were telling me, I think it was, was it Australia? Yeah, yeah, I'm working. I'm working with that. <laughs> How do you do that? Like, do you do you sew, sew everything, or do you do everything? No, we and then send it over go, there. What we are going, yeah, it has to be finished. Mm -hmm. So it's it's going to be uh, obviously. I will choose the materials and uh, and uh, the the design that allows. It, it's not going to be. Um, very you know like a suit it's very very well constructed mm -hmm. and you actually have to have that person because every single piece of it has to come to a point where it has to be you mm -hmm. know the waist has to be that the height of the waist has to be here it has to close it cannot be too big it cannot be too small so but um so that we're going to work on a, on a garment that uh, that is a little bit more forgiving uh, but at the same time we're going to have like measuring sessions so we're going to go on a zoom and i will show you where which exactly where to put so i can see i can actually watch how she's doing it mm -hmm. and she's doing that correctly and then I will have to relay that I am doing, you know, the patterns. That's the plus that I know how to make a pattern. So that's going to be interesting. Oh, that's, but it's, it's very exciting. So for everybody tuning in, if you guys need a special something to wear to whatever, because it can be, you know, wedding, what were we saying, yeah. birthday party, uh, uh, gala if you have uh, you know finishing university whatever we, we always need clothes some somewhere yeah. Yeah. so if you feel like that you want something very special very unique that you're not going to find everywhere you can definitely uh, talk I think you are creating also very special masks right now 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did for that mask. It was like I felt like I, I got a degree or something because I started from uh, from fabrics. Uh, like what kind of fabrics? Uh, what kind of fabrics the medical field uses? What kind of what fabrics are comparable right now? I can go in a store and buy. So then you know what is important you know how like the fitting you know what is important then all kinds of so i spent hours and hours and hours and hours just going through different uh uh different papers different lab results uh like the i found one you know where they put you know how different uh uh different fabrics how the filter filtering abilities from mm -hmm. different fabrics you know from the highest to the lowest and all kinds you know then what happens if you double the fabric what happens if you add a filter what kind of filter where you find and it's always in the beginning of the quarantine so nothing it's nothing the stores the closed online nothing available everything is suddenly like in one day everything was bought that was the time of the total chaos. And um, I feel that I went so far from that when I started. And when finally I found enough, because for me, I could go for a fashion just like that, you know, but I felt like, what if people just buy my mask and they are not protective and I'm just fooling you know somebody if that uh, you know the person is protected but in uh, mm. fact it's not. that was my biggest fear and that was the you know that level when i cannot sacrifice so that's why i did all the research and all the documents all the up to even you know uh, some uh, high schoolers paper from uh, for uh, uh, you know the science fair somewhere in mm -hmm. in california so oh, he nice. actually he actually did a filtering capacities silk versus co cotton so you read the whole paper okay. that kid that kid did <laughs> so it's everything i i found even you know the the inventor of that n95 uh, filter you know i read his paper and you know took the notes you know what uh, and then I found the equivalent because I, that that filter was unavailable and it became available just recently. I could order, mm. but I already, I already see. I have the whole roll. <laughs> I ordered that from Korea. <laughs> they they developed their their own filter in Korea, okay. so I got this. Um, so and when I had that base, okay, I have the filter. I have the micro. Uh, antimicrobial fabric so now i can go uh, crazy and creative and then i start building you know by my you know with a bubble with the different uh, fabrics and shiny and futuristic and and uh, <laughs> all the way out there and i'm still i'm not done i i will release the new because um it seems that uh, the mask in a public event they're going to stay I was uh, last month. I was in Miami for the photo shoot and for a little fashion show and uh, exhibition opening. And it was, you know, uh, there was the artwork and everything that was created by the artist uh, during the quarantine. Because you know, you can you can lock the people in the home. You cannot lock creativity. That is, you can't.
So we still, we kept creating, we still kept doing the things. And there were, you know, the mayor of uh, Miami, all kinds of uh, politicians, there, there was all kinds of very interesting people. So the ladies, it was black tie event. So they, uh, because everybody wants to dress up. We sat too long, you know, in there. So do we want to show up? Well, we want to go from our pajamas <laughs> into nice gowns for once in a while. But it was required for everybody to wear the masks uh, because it's a public event. Um, so they had to, the, the, the venue, it was holding 400 people and it actually invitations were sent for whole 400 people, but only, I think only like, hundred or something people were allowed to, to be there but so everybody were wearing masks and then I noticed those you know high society um, women with oh my god the mask is like I'm like ooh I didn't even reach I, I thought you know with my mask I went I'm like oh I didn't even reach that level so now I'm like okay it fueled me we're going to go like we're going to go high fashion like high fashion <laughs> I find that amazing. I, I like the idea of having masks where you can actually breathe better because I know a lot of people are, are, are suffering with not being yeah. able to breathe in the masks. Um, yeah. I've noticed because my mom, I, I think I told you my mom uh, does a lot of, uh, she, she, I wouldn't say that she's just a seamstress, but she also does a lot of those things at home here. And like, every person in my family has like five different kinds of masks and she was she was also going through different kinds of fabrics i think she was she's like, like using up all old t-shirts and things like that to to yes. to have in there and and it's so amazing to feel because we as a family we've been testing all of them and it's amazing to see with which of those it's good to breathe with which of them it's like no way we're not wearing that anymore yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, so it's so yeah. it's actually nice to have someone from fashion look at it as well, having the knowledge of the of the fabric as well. Yes, yeah. yes. So that yes, and yeah, I have I have the breathing problem. Uh, so I like it that breathability. It was very close to me because I mm -hmm. couldn't wear. I had an uh, instance when I had to wear. Uh, it's it's a few years back that you know blue the most common that blue mask and i and it was a summertime and i couldn't i like either just canceling everything i cannot i cannot breathe i felt that i'm going to faint from the lack of oxygen so i mean first like i have to be better than that blue mask that's very very good we're gonna put definitely all your links under under the 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 video or in the show notes if you're tuning in uh, by podcast so that yeah. you can find Dovi, so that you can find all her fashion fashion I know your website is really beautiful with all your designs in there um, let me just give you one last question do you have because uh, this is sort of a little bit random because I, I try to because everybody's so um, to me uh, I'm I'm really grateful to being able to interview so many wonderful and amazing women in the podcast right now. And um, that's why I have this question. Do you have a book that inspired you, that took you, 
that give you gave you some more insights that helped you going through your situation because I mean you had an amazing journey not only coming out from one country and going to a different culture and having to start all over again but also pursuing your dream of being in passion and even though it took you 20 years but still you you pulled through you went there um, and you did it and you're still doing it and this is so amazing and beautiful um, do you have any book that you read on that path that helped you Oh, if you're so, if yeah. you're someone that reads, because you know sometimes we, we yeah. just don't no, read. No, I, I I noticed that I'm not reading that much uh, lately. I was uh, working, uh, listening to podcasts, but uh, before that, oh my god, I was reading like uh, almost a book a day. Uh, it's like wow. If I am not doing something, <laughs> you know, I was reading, reading, reading every three minutes, reading. So the biggest impact, and I think I start changing, was the Alch Alchemist by Kolhoff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that book, because I had the, I had the like feeling uh, I I named I I I noticed I kind of I I'm good at noticing patterns in life. Or I, I go to with the intuition when I when I choose to listen to it. Sometimes I choose to ignore, but when I choose to listen to it, it's it's, it's very. So I I notice some, uh, you know, things happening and I, I uh, uh, some patterns, some you know. Uh, so I gave it my own names and everything, but uh, with the clarity that it wasn't that book. It was unsurpassed. I, I love all, all his books. He just he just talks about you know you know about the other side because you know that it's that is the physical world and it's occupied that much. But what is somewhere past that physical? It's like endless. It's it, it, it's like um, and then I. Uh, of course, I uh, when I started the business, I had to, I had to educate myself in the business. So it's like Maxwell Outliers, everything by by Maxwell. I, I like way but but Outlier. Oh, oh my God, this is like uh, success stories and everything. And and I was always now now I know that term Outlier, and I'm just like oh my God, all my life I was Outliers. Uh, outlier that's why uh, my journey was so not so easy because um, there was no rules for <laughs> there was no like particular and very clear path um so that one and also uh the recently i don't i don't remember the author but somebody sent me a video um, audio book from lithuania but it's basically, it deals with transurfing. It's a very interesting area. And... Uh, deals with? I Transurfing is basically the law of, like there are law of physics. And then it's the law of uh, choosing, you can choose the life you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, where you are born, uh, you know, you can choose. There, there is a 
how you can choose that the, with with, the, with um, like exercises and everything but that that one um i had um it deals with the things i noticed uh, when uh, when uh, i was in art school when we were one of the examples you know that it's truly something to it and i when i start it's interesting i've never heard a term on anything before but when i start reading that book more like listening it's audiobook i suddenly you know somebody mentions that in a podcast i noticed somebody pause dealing with that i'm suddenly noticing that the people actually are talking about I mean, even i i i came across somebody has a like webinars and he has like the whole school based mm. on that and he's uh, you know uh, dealing with the uh, with the uh, people and uh, teaching them how to achieve but the thing is uh, that you know we were sitting going back you know what they noticed is an art school uh we were like five of us studying textile and we spent a lot and a lot of time in the studio but we were working and we have our workstation we're not communicating we're very deep into work say our professor gave us um uh, a team that uh, um, what to work on and we sit there and we work we do like initial sketches and then you know that uh, the critique time after a while you know the professor coming you know show us what you did and sometimes it, uh, the most interesting that when it happened not even when we were in a studio but we were sitting in our homes and we are coming back the next day and we show the uh, our sketches and they are like 90% identical like yeah yeah i know i know i know, I know. <laughs> oh, five different people sitting in you know in their homes came up with the with the same idea visually and they're like uh, i was like what is going on here what is happening how is that and i and i came up with a term you know what actually happening and then i'm reading this book and this author he's he's describing the exact thing what is happening and you know give like a formal term or whatever and i was just like oh my god it's yeah, it's not like a pigment have, of my imagination. Oh no, no, it's like we have this global consciousness that that unites yeah. us all, and, and yeah. it has been there. It's just that we need we don't always listen to it, and we don't always see it. Or yeah, we, it's like now I'm like if I get a persistent idea of something, it's like oh my god, and it's vivid enough. I'm immediately I'm I'm sketching right down, and I try to implement this as soon as possible. Because the thing is, if I didn't do that, somebody else will do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's like if Galileo Galilei wouldn't have come up with the idea that the Earth is round, someone else would have. Yeah. But if he, it was just as he was listening. Yeah. If, yeah. if not Columbus, <laughs> somebody yeah. else would. Uh, exactly. Somebody else would. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. This was really amazing. I really enjoyed it. And I think we actually passed the hour mark. <laughs> but it was just, I, I, yeah, it was just so beautiful. I'm really, I'm really glad we did it. It was really nice to hear your story. 
um, because I think it's very inspiring. I hope it's very inspiring to our listeners as well to yeah, I uh, hope so. stay, stay true to themselves the way you did. It's so amazing. You've always been in the same field somehow, always being very creative and listening to your inner creator and look where you're right now. This is like from scratch coming to that. This is like amazing. Really, really Thank you so much for sharing your thank story. You. Thank <laughs> you for having. Thank you for giving me opportunity to share. I really hope it, it's useful for somebody. <laughs> thank you. And thank you to all our listeners for tuning in this long. As I said, you're going to have all the links below in the, in, underneath the video and in the show notes so that you can find uh, the real. And thank you so much for listening in again. Have a great time, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye.